Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. Look at their madly in love. They are. Look at that. Nancy Sonnenfeld was found shot in the head. The police report says she was in a second floor bedroom. She later died. We always thought a wonderful couple because they're always laughing. Attractive and young. You just couldn't imagine a happier couple. Kurt Sonnenfeld, he was this debonair, uh, really buff, uh, eloquent young man. You know, everybody who met him liked him. He was a videographer for the Federal Emergency Management Agency. This is a box of some of my things from FEMA. My name is Kurt Mitchell. I'm a reporter at the Denver Post. Back in uh, 2001, Kurt went to 9-11 and he uh, videotaped Ground Zero. Nancy Sonnenfeld, she was a star in her own right. She got a well-paying job as in an advertising agency. They were a very hip couple. They would go to all the trendy bars in downtown Denver. They went on trips. They went to Amsterdam. They went to South America. They had the, a beautiful relationship. January 1st. 2002, New Year's Day. Get a call uh, of a shooting, individual frantically calling the police saying his wife had shot herself. The evidence didn't really match up with what we were being told occurred. We were questioning nearly from the start uh, that this had anything to do with a self-inflicted injury and was more consistent with a homicide. 
Kurt Sonnenfeld was arrested and charged with his wife's death, which he insisted was a suicide. But prosecutors suddenly dropped the charge, saying they did not believe they could prove Sonnenfeld guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. After he was released from jail, he took a trip to Argentina. My world had been completely destroyed, and uh, when Paula and I first met, she was the reward for all the suffering that I had been through. He had fallen madly in love with this young woman and decided that he was going to stay in Argentina. Two years later, prosecutors filed new charges against Sonnenfeld, but Sonnenfeld had moved to Argentina, and prosecutors can't get him extradited. Kurt Sonnenfeld went there so that he didn't have to face trial in Colorado. Do you believe he's going to get away with murder? It's possible. Without a doubt, everybody knew it was a suicide. He is innocent. There's nothing else to say. It's pretty incredible what he's pulled off. My name is Kurt Sonnenfeld. This is my story. Tonight on 48 Hours, the strange case of Kurt Sonnenfeld. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24-7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk-free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. That's simplysafe.com slash 48 hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you're a fan of 48 hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Kurt Sonnenfeld has built a new life for himself in Argentina. Here, he's out of the grasp of U.S. authorities who want him extradited so that they can try him for the murder of his first wife. There are people in Denver, Colorado, who think Kurt killed Nancy. What do you say? Well, they are wrong. Kurt's staunchest supporter is his second wife, Paula. They met at a restaurant when he arrived in 2003 and married just 40 days later. 
They're now the parents of twin girls. You can tell just looking at Kurt, and especially after you talk to him, that he is a beautiful person. Kurt is incapable of even killing a cricket or an ant. Paula has been at Kurt's side as he's waged a public campaign to clear his name. Oh, you were innocent for the USA justice? Yes, I'm innocent. This is from a 2005 TV appearance in Argentina. On January 1st, uh, 2002, my wife committed suicide with a single gunshot wound to the side of her head. The first policeman that came in said, women don't commit suicide. He, uh, that was when the, the, the lies began. But authorities in Denver believe it's Kurt who's lying. Back in the U.S., Nancy Sonnenfeld's family has been waiting for justice for more than 14 years. Amy Leak is Nancy's sister. A lot of times when people have somebody murdered in their family, it goes to trial and it's over and it's still painful, but you can move on. We can never have closure. In the year before Nancy died, the two sisters had grown closer than ever. We were finally becoming the best friends that I had wanted us to be. She was a strong person. She was very sophisticated. I always thought she was beautiful, and like I saw her as being perfect. Do you remember when your sister met Kurt? Yes, I do. I remember how excited she was. She said she met her soulmate. We loved Kurt. He became part of our family. He was fun to be with. He was good at telling stories. He was pretty much good at everything he did. He had great charisma. Kurt traveled extensively as a freelance cameraman for FEMA, filming natural disasters. He also documented weapons storage and disposal sites. His biggest assignment was being sent to Ground Zero as one of two official videographers. I saw this opening that smoke was pouring out of, and it looked just like the entrance to hell to me. And at, the at footage moment, shot by Kurt and his partner was seen all over the world, and Kurt seemed to revel in the attention he was getting, appearing in magazine articles and posing with celebrities. I must say that Kurt liked attention, and Kurt liked to be in the limelight. Leslie Lindbergh is Nancy's cousin. And what did she think of that? She was proud of him. She, she loved him. But there were problems beneath the surface. Leslie says Nancy confided in her that Kurt had a problem with drugs and alcohol, and it was putting a strain on their marriage. Nancy was very concerned about his drug use. She talked to him about it, and he said that he would stop. But he didn't. She saw him going downhill, and she was scared he was going to destroy his life. The last straw came when the couple took a trip to Thailand around Thanksgiving of 2001. It was the turning point that affected the rest of her life. Nancy called both her sister and her cousin from Thailand, saying Kurt had disappeared. She said she found him days later in a hotel room with two women doing drugs. Kurt and Nancy returned to the U.S. separately. I even confronted him. I said, Kurt, what did you do in Thailand? I said, even what kind of drugs did you do? And his response to me was, everything I could get my hands on. 
Nancy filed for a separation. Do you think she intended to actually divorce him? Mm-hmm. We talked about it, and she did. She was planning on moving on. This close friend of the couple, who asked us not to show his face, says Kurt was worried about money. Did Kurt want this divorce? No. He was angry when they spoke about divorcing would ruin their finances. Also, when I think he was worried about the house, because they owned the house together. Had Nancy cut off some of the credit cards yes. that he had? Yeah. She was still more the breadwinner of the family and did what she did to try and cut back on his spending. Despite their problems, Nancy and Kurt spent New Year's Eve together. He says they had arrived home from a party around 1.30 a.m. And just minutes later, Nancy's life came to a violent end. When I heard the gunshot, I ran into the room where she was. I saw her there bleeding profusely. Uh, I was hysterical. Uh, the first thing that I did was to, to hold her. And then I jumped up and called the police. We realized so, really very, very quickly that, that this was not a suicide. This was a homicide investigation. Retired Denver detective Jonathan Priest says police were immediately suspicious of Kurt's account. Anytime there's someone else present when somebody kills themselves, those are characterized as attended suicides. Those bother me. But why? Do attended suicides make you uncomfortable? Attended suicides, people rarely kill themselves in front of other people. Most suicides occur when people are alone. And there was something else that troubled first responders. There was a very fine mist of uh, what appeared to be blood staining on his face. The mist staining suggested he was, was near her at the time of the firearm discharge. That this was blood spatter at the time the gun went off. Yes. Kurt also had a bruise forming around his right eye, possible evidence of a struggle. But most telling to the officers on the scene was the unusual location of Nancy's gunshot wound towards the back of her head. We asked Dr. Amy Martin, who was Denver's assistant medical examiner, to demonstrate. It was a little bit above uh, the ear hole and behind her ear hole on the right side of her head. So uh, in, in approximately this area here. Now you've got to angle the gun so that, so that it's going upwards and also a little bit behind. I mean, this is very awkward. I don't think I have ever seen a clear self-inflicted gunshot wound in that part of the head. And what about the fact that it's what you call a non-contact, that it's not up against her head, the gun was not held up against her head? That's unusual also. Uh, it, it does occur. When I look at, at her wound, um, I, I just would wonder, why, why, would you, why would you shoot yourself that way? If you're going to shoot yourself, why wouldn't you just shoot yourself in the temple? It's a lot easier to hold the gun to your temple. Nancy Sonnenfeld died in the hospital later that morning, New Year's Day, 2002. She was 36 years old. Dr. Martin ruled her death a homicide, and police believe Kurt was her killer. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. 
Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Sonnenfeld was brought in for questioning. That's when he first learned his wife Nancy had died. He broke down, started crying, and started stating that his wife had shot herself and began offering suggestions as to what we as law enforcement should be doing to help prove that, that, that she shot herself. Insisting that detectives test Nancy's hands for gunshot residue. The investigators are wondering, why is he telling us this? rather than, you know, my God, my, my wife has been shot. What happened? But as the questioning continued, says former detective John Priest, Kurt admitted the marriage had been in trouble. She was upset with him over a trip that they had taken to um, Thailand. Uh, she was upset with him for using drugs, according to him. And Kurt told police... It was possible they had fought about his drinking that night and that Nancy probably saw no hope. What do you think happened that night? Maybe she was kicking him out. Kurt was arrested for first-degree murder within hours of Nancy's death. The physical evidence, thought detectives, just didn't seem consistent with suicide. Using a mannequin and a couch similar to the Sonnenfelds, Priest demonstrates his theory. You believe Kurt Sonnenfeld shot his wife. Do you believe he was sitting next to her on the couch as he did it? It would make sense, yes. This is where my radiating spatter is coming from, is this exit wound. So I'm looking at something like this. Priest also believes Nancy was moved because of the odd position she was found in. She was leaned back against the, the back of the couch and her head was slightly back up against the wall. All right, if first responders first found her sitting like this, what was the evidence that made you believe she had been moved? On the end of the couch over here, very large saturation pattern of blood that's coming from her head and then created a very large pool on the floor. She had to be tipped over like this at some point. Nancy. Hi. Investigators believe Kurt tipped Nancy over so he could get up after shooting her. And Priest thinks Nancy lay there bleeding for at least 10 minutes before Kurt propped her back up and called 911. The pool of blood that's over here it was created over a good period of time. That delay, says Priest, gave Kurt time to clean up. And it could explain why gunshot residue was found on Kurt's clothing, but not his hands. He had more than enough time to wash his hands. The fact that he has gunshot residue on him at all is what's significant. 
because he claims not to have been in the room when the firearm was discharged. But if she was murdered, how did gunshot residue get on Nancy's hand? And why is her fingerprint, not Kurt's, on the gun's magazine? Do you believe that he held the gun in her hand, or do you believe that he actually had the gun in his hand when he shot her? Well, that I can't tell one way or the other. I can put the gun in the position when it was fired. Whose hand or hands were on the firearm, I can't tell you. I believe it was suicide, and I believe the evidence showed that. Kurt's defense attorney, Carrie Thompson, says detectives got it all wrong. I believe that there was a rush to judgment, there was an assumption this was a homicide. I mean, how would you describe then the investigation into this case? Shoddy. Shoddy? Yeah, shoddy. From the police report accounts, she was found sitting up in the middle, you know, approximately here. Thompson says Nancy fell over on her own after shooting herself. We're saying that the physical evidence showed that she at one time had slumped over but never really wasn't moved, just the top part of her body had slumped over with her head causing that drip that caused that, that pool of blood. She says that when Kurt discovered his wife, he grabbed her and then sat her up on the couch. And that, Thompson says, could account for that blood mist on his face. She was still breathing, which means she could have sprayed out some blood herself onto him. She has no blood in her nose or her mouth, so how do we have expirated blood? This is her graduation from college. She was very proud of that day. Would you have ever described your sister as suicidal? No, I never saw her as suicidal at all. Still, Kurt kept insisting Nancy had been suicidal long before that night. She was heartbroken, she was depressed, you know, her marriage was falling apart. But she was a fighter and she was looking towards the future. But Kurt's attorney claims that less than a month after Nancy's death, she had gone into the home and personally found a suicide note. Evidence, she says, police overlooked. I can recall very specifically when I found it, it was right there on the dresser, along with her, her writings. Thompson says the note appeared to have been torn from Nancy's diary. It contained a line from a Walt Whitman poem. What indeed is finally beautiful except death and love? To which Nancy added, Kurt, please get help. Do you believe that is a suicide note? No. It doesn't read like a suicide note. It doesn't read like the, you know, goodbye cruel world or, or I can't live like this any longer. She was asking Kurt to get help. It's not a suicide note. She was just so concerned for him. And she was worried that if he didn't stop with drugs, that possibly he would kill himself. As Kurt's trial date was approaching, the defense team went on the offensive, doing their own crime scene analysis that seemed to contradict the cop's murder theory. I think they did a half-assed job, quite frankly then-District Attorney Bill Ritter. It just felt to me like our Denver Police Department Homicide Division still had work to do on this case. Did that mean that you're having some doubts about whether this was a homicide or a suicide? Well, I think the best way to answer that question is to say, I believed that we uh, 
had some significant chance of losing at trial. Just a little more than five months after Nancy's death, Ritter made a highly unusual decision. He dismissed the murder charge against Kurt, but without prejudice, which meant the investigation would continue and charges could be reinstated later. What was your reaction, Amy, when you heard charges were dropped and he would just go home? We were upset, of course. I cannot even explain to you the pain that we went through. It all goes back to our faith in God. There's nothing else that would have carried us through. On June 14, 2002, Kurt Sonnenfeld walked out of jail a free man. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The murder charge against Kurt Sonnenfeld had been dropped, but for months after Kurt's release, Denver police continued to dig for new evidence, starting with Kurt's computer. He says that he was in his um, office. He said he was in there on his computer uh, when he heard the firearm discharge and went in to check on his wife. When his computer was checked, did that check out? No. A forensic analysis revealed that the computer was last used around 7 p.m. on New Year's Eve. But Kurtz called a 911, saying his wife had just shot herself, didn't come in till hours later, at 1.40 a.m. Then there was a suspicious injury to Nancy's left index fingernail. So it could be evidence of some kind of struggle. Some it, kind it could of... be. Um, some, she had some bruises on, on her hands, uh, bruises around her right wrist. Certainly were consistent with uh, some kind of a struggle. Kurt's DNA was found under that fingernail. More possible evidence of a struggle. And there were also two jailhouse informants who say Kurt Sonnenfeld confessed. They came forward separately after Sonnenfeld had been released. John Priest says their statements contained information only Nancy's killer would know. Like what? Give me an example that really just blew you away. Thought, wow, this guy must have really talked to him. Um, positions in the crime scene, where evidence was located, things that there's just no way they would have had that information. 48 Hours tracked down one of those informants. Robert Dreyer has a history of identity theft, fraud, and forgery. He shared a jail cell with Sonnenfeld for four days, 
and didn't much like him. Arrogant, ignorant, self-centered. Dreyer is a hard man to pin down, but he claims Kurt told him about the night Nancy died. What happened at the party? She came outside and she saw him with another girl again and suspected that he was getting high and she got mad and she left. She said, I'm leaving. He goes, what do you mean you're leaving? She goes, I'm going home and I'm leaving you. She said that was it, and she left, and she went home. She walked home. Without him? Without him. Dreyer says when Kurt got home, the couple argued. He said, you're not going to leave me. We're going to be together. We're not getting divorced. According to Dreyer, Kurt first told him he was out of the room when Nancy committed suicide by shooting herself in the back of the head. I said, well, she shot herself behind the ear. He said, well, that's... I said, people don't shoot themselves behind the ear, Kurt. Come on, man, you did it, didn't you? And, you know, he said, yeah, he admitted, yeah, I did. He said, but the cops will never figure it out, and it'd be your word against mine. As for why Kurt had no gunshot residue on his hands... He said, well, that's why they make saran wrap. Dreyer's statements to police could be devastating if they're true. Let's be honest, you lied to police all the time. You would use other people's identities. Mm -hmm. You lie all the time. Why should anybody believe what you're telling now? You don't have to believe it, but I'm going to tell you. That man told me he killed that woman, his wife. I have no reason to lie. I got nothing for it. And Dreyer didn't receive any special treatment in return for coming forward. In December 2003, two years after Nancy's death, the Denver District Attorney's Office felt it had enough to refile the murder charge. But when police tried to locate Sonnenfeld, he was nowhere to be found. And it's, uh-oh. Police considered him a fugitive. We start looking for him, and we find out that he's no longer in the United States. When authorities decided to re-arrest Kurt Sonnenfeld for murder, they didn't know he had moved 6,000 miles away from Denver. He was now living here, in Buenos Aires, Argentina, and he wasn't exactly living the life of a man on the run. He was free to go to Argentina. He met somebody there. The characterization that he fled to Argentina is bull****. I had never hid when I was here. I, I traveled here with my own uh, passport, with the airline ticket under my name. The In that 2005 interview, Kurt said he simply came here on vacation, intending only to stay a few weeks. But when he met Pala, that changed everything. What made you fall in love with him? Because he is so kind. Because he respects all the forms of life. In Paula, he found a sympathetic ear and the perfect advocate. She's a human rights activist. Kurt declined to talk to us on camera, but Paula spoke on his behalf. You knew from the very beginning he had been accused of killing his wife. Yes. He, he told me everything about him. And did that put you off at all? Did that make you a little nervous about being around him? I, of course, not. It just made me sad because the story is terrible. Kurt settled into his life in Argentina with Paula. He found work as a freelance cameraman, 
but their life was interrupted after those charges were refiled in the U.S. Sonnenfeld was suddenly arrested by Interpol. This could not be happening. Kurt was taken to Argentina's Devoto prison, while U.S. authorities fought to have him extradited and sent back to Colorado. Did you fear during that time that he was going to be extradited? Uh, it's always fear, but in this case, uh, I trust in my country. Kurt was jailed for nearly seven months, but in March 2005, a judge in Argentina rejected the extradition request. He ordered Sonnenfeld's immediate release. The reason? Colorado has the death penalty. We were never going to be trying to get the death penalty for Kurt Sonnenfeld. Then Colorado Governor Bill Owens. I signed promises that we wouldn't seek the death penalty. These promises were affirmed by the Denver District Attorney and every other party involved. I was frustrated. I was frustrated uh, that he wasn't gonna come back to the States. But it wasn't over yet. The extradition ruling was appealed so Kurt launched his own public relations campaign. A lot of people saying that these charges were a mistake. And for the first time, Kurt claimed that U.S. authorities are really after him for what he saw at Ground Zero. Some of my things from FEMA. And that his life is in danger. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When Kurt Sonnenfeld decided to go public with his story in 2005, he turned to Rolando Grania, a popular journalist in Argentina. What was the story he told you? He told me that um, he was one of two cameramen who record the ground zero after the, the plane crash. I can't believe it, really. He thinks he was a hero, and then he was in jail, and he doesn't know why. Kurt told Grania his wife Nancy took her own life. My wife had uh, left a suicide note. She had left a journal of suicidal writings. She had been uh, severely depressed in the months. Before. I think Kurt is not a murderer. 
I'm sure he's not a murderer. Grania admits he never did his own investigation, but says the fact that charges were dropped is evidence the case must be weak. What made you believe him? If someone is, uh, has killed his wife, it's difficult to understand why he's free. What's more, Kurt told Grania a chilling tale of being falsely accused and tortured by police in Denver. One of them put me into a chokehold, while the other one was kicking me repeatedly in the groin, in the stomach. Uh, he also had a rubber glove on his hand with a red chemical, and he inserted it up into my nose. But if that did happen, Kurt's defense attorney never heard about it. Was he ever beaten at the jail that you're aware of? I have no information about that. Kurt also claimed he faced the death penalty. Uh, they told me I was going to be put to death. It's not true, but for years, Kurt and Paula Sonnenfeld have capitalized on that claim. They've even used their twin daughters to make their case. Scarlett and Natasha are soldiers in this cause. It's a poignant and disturbing picture. The girls holding up signs saying, don't let the U.S. government assassinate my father. Paula even insisted that her now nine-year-old daughters sit in on our interview. Are you comfortable with having both of them here during this? Absolutely. How you hide all this that is happening to us from children? Despite what she knew would be sensitive subject matter. You know Kurt's case never had the death penalty. It doesn't even qualify for the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And what about being in jail forever and dying in a jail? That's the same. Still, the concern that Kurt could be executed won him support in Argentina. What is it about Kurt Sonnenfeld's case that made you want to fight for him? In nuestra Constitución Nacional impide la extradición a países que tienen penas de muerte. Jorge Richard and his wife Dolores Rivas are prominent human rights activists who run centers that care for poor and orphaned children. Dolores says she's worried about what would happen to Kurt's daughters if he's sent back to the U.S. Mi preocupación que es destruir una familia. But what really turned Kurt Sonnenfeld into a cause celeb in Argentina is something that many here in the U.S. might find outrageous. His claim that he saw evidence that the U.S. government played a role in the attack on the World Trade Center. Sonnenfeld claims that's the real reason why authorities are after him. Do you think that the government knows the, the crash would come? Yeah, I'm 100% sure of it. And according to Sonnenfeld, the U.S. did nothing to stop it. He also claims that it was suspicious that the airplane's flight data recorders, or black boxes, were never recovered. The black boxes were supposedly vaporized, right? But I have footage of the landing gear, of the, the, the seats of the airplane, all of that survived. Sonnenfeld also suggested that the cleanup at Ground Zero happened too quickly. Almost from day one, they began taking away all of the metal beams, driving trucks all over the evidence. So they themselves were destroying evidence almost purposely and programmatically from the very first days. It was almost like it was pre-planned. 
But what he never told Grania is that he didn't even get to Ground Zero until a full week after the attack. And if he has any concrete evidence to back up his conspiracy theory, he hasn't shown it to anyone. Kurt is just saying what other people have been saying for 14 years. He doesn't appear to have any any proof of anything new. So why would the American government go after him? Kurt repeated his claims in interviews on Argentinian talk radio, in magazines, and other TV shows. And his story has been embraced by those who have little trust in governments. Adolfo Perez Esquivel won the Nobel Peace Prize in 1980 after years of imprisonment and torture by Argentina's military junta. He's been trying to help Kurt stay in the country. Lo que tratamos de hacer es tratar de que se le trate como, como corresponde. Kurt and Pala claim they've been spied on and harassed in Argentina by American agents sent to intimidate them. Kurt even wrote a book about his case, published in Spanish only, called El Perseguido, or The Persecuted. It reads like a spy novel, and it's one of the reasons why journalists in Argentina have compared him to James Bond. But he's no hero to Kirk Mitchell, the reporter for the Denver Post, who is a CBS News consultant. He's been covering the Kurt Sonnenfeld case since the beginning. So here, Kurt Sonnenfeld is a, a, a murder suspect in Argentina. What is he? He, he is the whistleblower, the, a brave man who stood up to a corrupt government. This stuff comes up after his arrest in Argentina, when he starts making this. And the prosecutor and I are looking at each other like, where did that come from? He was a photographer at Ground Zero. Yes, he was, but he's also an exceptional liar. He is trying to use that terrible situation to shield himself from murder charges. He's trying to use his children to shield himself from murder charges. When is Kurt Sonnenfeld gonna stop? When is he going to come home and account for that night? Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True 
by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. More than 14 years have passed since Nancy Sonnenfeld's death. And her family still clings to the hope that Kurt will someday go on trial for murder. Why does it matter that Kurt come back and go on trial? It matters because my cousin, who loved him so much, who gave him so much, it matters because my cousin lost her life. She's not there because of him. He needs to account atone for that night. Nancy Sonnenfeld has gotten lost in all of this, says Denver Post reporter Kurt Mitchell. The way he has uh, couched what has happened to him is he is the victim. It is pretty incredible what he's pulled off. Mitchell was so intrigued by the case that he wrote a book about it. You call your book Spin Doctor. Why? Well, I came to the conclusion that his story was so far-fetched, so far from the truth, that that's what he's become. You know, to me, it's astonishing that it's being believed. Is Kurt Sonnenfeld gaming the system? Kurt Sonnenfeld is definitely gaming the system, though someday, hopefully, that game may run out. Former Colorado Governor Bill Owens says Sonnenfeld has come up with a novel way to avoid prosecution by cleverly spinning the horror of 9-11 to his own advantage. There are a lot of people around the world who want to believe the worst about our country. And when he says, look, I'm a victim, intelligence agencies are after me, there are a lot of victims in this case. Not one of them is Kurt Sonnenfeld. Nancy's family continued to live in limbo as Kurt's case dragged on through the Argentine courts. In 2014, it landed on President Christina Kirchner's desk. Well, there's politics that get wrapped up in these cases. The current president of Argentina comes from a party that was very antagonistic towards the U.S. A fact that Kurt and Pala seem to be counting on. I know that my government is going to protect us. We will fight for Kurt, and we are not alone. And Paula may have been right. In 2015, during the final weeks of her presidency, Kirchner's administration ruled that Kurt Sonnenfeld will not be extradited, stating that to do so would be a violation of human rights. Human rights? What about my cousin? What about her human rights? I absolutely believe it's political. I believe that Mr. Sonnenfeld has built an aura as a martyr, as a hero, and I think the politics of Argentina have protected him from a murder charge. Kurt and Pala wouldn't comment to us, but shortly after the ruling, Pala tweeted, we're living the first day of the rest of our lives. Has the murder suspect outsmarted the U.S. government? It certainly looks that way. But Nancy's cousin is determined Kurt will never find peace. Lies, the manipulations, 
They go on and on, and it will come out. And I will be alive to see it, even if I have to go to Argentina. I will look that man in the eye again, just so that he knows I am still alive. Smile! And I am here for my cousin. And I will never let this die. Bye! Nancy's family has written to the new president of Argentina, asking him to reconsider the extradition of Kurt Sonnenfeld. Do you think Kurt Sonnenfeld should be extradited? Chat now with correspondent Erin Moriarty on Twitter. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Take true crime with you on your shirt, mug, or hat with official 48 Hours merchandise at ParamountShop.com. You can take 20% off with code HOURS20. That's 20% off at checkout on all 48 Hours products with code HOURS20 at ParamountShop.com.